we gon' laugh, laugh, laugh. Let's laugh about it. I think about it. Let's talk about the possibilities. Let's laugh about it. Hey, hey, we gon' laugh about it. We gon' laugh, laugh, laugh. Hey y'all, welcome to a place where you can find laughter through the joy and the hardships of life. I'm Keandrea and this is Laugh About It. Happy Thursday y'all. How are y'all doing? I hope y'all are good. I hope y'all are blessed. Listen, y'all, I don't know. I'm in a great mood right now y'all and I don't know why but listen, I'm not complaining. So I may be talking a little bit too loud and a little bit too fast. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that in advance. I'm trying to be cautious of it. So I don't, I'm not talking as fast or as loud so RIP to the headphone users or anything like that so I'm trying to be very cautious of that it's just I just tend to get very loud <laughs> and I tend to talk very fast when I'm very excited and that's what I am right now I don't know I'm just such in a great mood and I have been like that I've been on this like high and listen I'm not complaining I'm just blessed okay nothing in particular happened I don't know I'm just all happy I'm super excited um to bring y'all the Valentine's Day special as I'm calling it <laughs> I have a very exciting guest who's gonna join me in the talk about it segment which I'm so excited about to talk about our love languages and using our love languages in relationships and friendships and all that good stuff so I'm really excited um for y'all to hear our conversation it's my older sister Kiviana love her to death but before I jump ahead of myself oh my gosh see I told y'all I'm just like like everything in my head is just I feel like it's like um how do I explain it? It's just like in a ball right now and everything is bouncing off of each other. So let me calm down. <laughs> what has been going on this week? Have y'all been good? Have anything exciting happened to y'all? Let me know. How are y'all celebrating Valentine's Day? I still haven't quite figured it out yet, but I know I'm going to be celebrating because I love Valentine's Day. Let's see, any updates? So I don't know. I just feel like... A lot of things have, ha like, I have seen a lot of different news stories um, surface on the internet. I just want to talk about it with y'all. So, a couple of things here that I saw as I was doing, per usual, scrolling on social media. What else is new for me? I feel like I always say, when I was on Instagram, I saw this, or blah, 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 blah. But it's true. Like, that's how I get my news. I don't really watch our local news unless... One of my family members have it on. That's not really my style. I get most of my news from social media. So from YouTube, um, from Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, I know what social media is. But when I was scrolling on, I, and you know what? Sorry, I keep on breaking off in tangents. But um, I don't get on Facebook as much as I get on Instagram, right? I feel like Instagram is that top-notch app for me. Like if I didn't have to live on any other apps and I will be solely okay with Instagram. Not to get confused for YouTube. I know YouTube is technically considered social media. But anyway, I'm saying all this, I'm saying all this to say that I rarely get on Facebook. But when I'm like checking through like my social medias, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have those like routines where we're getting on social media, we check one app, then we go to the next app, so on and so forth. I hope it's not just me because I'll sound crazy, but that's what I do. So I typically go on Facebook last because I really don't 
get on there as much. I really don't post on there. But this week I felt like I found myself just scrolling and scrolling because it was so much. I just found out so much information I want to share with y'all. So the first thing, you know, being that it's Black History Month, yes, here for it. I came across this article on TheHeal.com and it looks like a charter school in Utah used to allow parents to opt their students out of the Black History Month curriculum. Hmm, interesting. But this article that came out earlier this week says Utah schools will no longer allow parents to opt students out of Black History Month curriculum. And I'm like, why, why did the school give parents that choice in the first place? Because one thing I need educators and school curriculums to understand is that Black history, it does not solely need to be placed in February because it's Black History Month. Because Black history is American history. Going back to the article here, it says that the academy director said in a statement that all school families are now participating in the curriculum and that going forward, parents will not be allowed to opt their students out of these lesson plans. They're basically saying that um, some parents and families had concerns about the activities that were planned during the month of celebration. A direct quote from the academy director, he said he was allowing them to exercise their civil rights not to participate in Black History Month at the school. And he said only a few families had asked not to participate in the curriculum. And then he said they should not shield children from the history of our nation the mistreatments of its African-American citizens and the bravery of civil rights leaders, but should educate them about it, which is obvious. I don't understand why this was a choice to be put into place in the first place. If those parents had concerns about that curriculum, then they needed to address it accordingly, but not allow them to not learn it. You know what I mean? So when I read that, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's bad enough that black history is not already incorporated into our social studies classes, our U.S. government classes, our American history classes, but instead it's just comprised into one month, which happens to be Black History Month. One month cannot hold all of Black history. I think the education system needs to understand that and to stop shying away from the mistreatment of African Americans and start incorporating it into when we learn about our founding fathers, please include who was in the trenches helping these people live their day to day lives. I thought that was very interesting that after the school received backlash after it came public, that's when he then resented that and said that the school will just be participating in it. I don't know, but the power of social media is something. It can draw awareness to issues like this and it gained that national recognition. So to help influence stuff that shouldn't have been happening in the first place. That's my two cents on that. But let me know what y'all think about that. I just found that really interesting and very ridiculous if I'm being completely honest. Weird. Anyway, <laughs> moving along to some more exciting news. So growing up, I was a fan of The Proud Family. Loved the show. Penny Proud, I'm cute and I'm loud. <laughs> Loved it. Um, It looks like Disney Plus has officially confirmed the revival of The Proud Family. It's going to be a new series called The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. 
And it looks like the original cast who voiced all the characters are favorites from Oscar Trudy, of course, Penny Proud and her friends and her sugar mom and everybody like that. It looks like they're all going to be voiced by the original characters that happened um, in the early 2000s. So I'm really excited for that. I know when Disney Plus was first a thing, I was super excited to watch all my favorite shows. But y'all... <laughs> I haven't watched any of them and I feel really bad. I know my younger siblings, they have been introduced to those shows that we watched growing up, which I'm grateful for streaming services like Disney Plus because it allows younger generations to discover the shows that we grew up on, you know, and I'm really excited about that and just to have to diversify the content that is being shown on TV. So that's awesome. But yeah, what else happened this week? I feel like I just been talking a lot. <laughs> oh, the Super Bowl was on Sunday. Did anybody watch? Did y'all team win? Honestly, I'm not all into sports that much, which may not come as a surprise. <laughs> I honestly only a Super Bowl party goer, but I never paid attention to the football game. I only went there for the social event. But, you know, due to COVID, I didn't really think much of it. Um, The only thing I watched in relation to the Super Bowl was the performances. So let's go ahead and get into that. So that's a great segue to our flower segment. Okie dokie, y'all. Okay, so speaking of the Super Bowl, there was a lot of black girl magic that took place and I'm totally here for it. And they're getting all my flowers, let me tell y'all. Amanda Gorman, Jasmine Sullivan, Jennifer Hudson, and Alicia Keys, y'all. Can we just get a hand clap for them? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Let's just ponder that for a minute. When you think about the powerful medium that is TV and compound that with the high visibility of the Super Bowl, I thought that was phenomenal just to have them all there. So with Amanda Gorman being the first poet to ever perform at the Super Bowl and highlighting those everyday heroes, I love to see it. And the way she speaks is soothing to me. And the way she uses her hands to speak as well, love it. Love it, love it, love it. She's getting my flowers. Then Jasmine Sullivan singing the national anthem. She's bringing that soulful twist. Love it. Go ahead and get your flowers, girl. Jennifer Hudson singing Stand By Me. Her voice is always magical to my ear. Come get your flowers. <laughs> and then Alicia Keys singing the black national anthem at the Super Bowl. Get these flowers, girl. <laughs> My heart was so happy. It's getting to audiences who normally wouldn't watch things like this. It just amazed me. And I'm so happy to have witnessed this, y'all. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I saw these after on YouTube. So I'm kind of late to the game. But listen, I'm here for it. So I'm happy to give my flowers to those women. Love them. But yes, those are all of my flowers for the week. I'm glad I was able to share some of those with y'all. Let me know, did y'all watch the Super Bowl? Did y'all see all the performances from the Black Girl Magic? Let me know. <laughs> Without further ado, let's go ahead and move on to the Talk About It segment. 
Alrighty guys, welcome to the Talk About It segment. Today I'm super excited because I have a special guest here to help me out with the love language episode. And it's none other than my older sister, Kiviana. Hey guys. So yes, y'all. So she's... She has a very soft voice <laughs> compared to my voice, so a lot of tempo changes, but I'm going to ask her to share, you know, just a fun fact about herself before we get started. Okay, hey guys, my name is Kiviana, and a fun fact about me is I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, even though we didn't win um, to make it to the Super Bowl, but it's okay. Wow, okay, so we're very passionate about the Cowboys. Very uh, much so. But, yay, so I'm super excited. <laughs> Before we get started, each time I have a guest on my podcast, just to break the ice a little bit, just in case someone's nervous about talking or anything like that, I like to start off with the would you rather question so you can get the vibe of what we're going to be talking about today, okay? Are you ready for it? Yes. Okay, so you have not seen this question beforehand, so you don't, it's like right off the cuff, right off the riff, so we're going to get your honest, true thoughts here. Would you rather date someone you trust but don't love? Or would you date someone you love but don't trust? I would rather date somebody that I love. Really? So you would rather no. date somebody that you love but don't trust? The first one. So you rather you would rather date someone that you trust but don't love? Yes. Because relationship is built off trust. If you don't right. have trust, you don't have anything. Right, that's true. With this one, I was completely stuck. Because when you think about it, yes, relationships is built upon trust. But it's also that foundation of love that keeps you there. So you can trust anybody as much as you want. But if you don't, like, what's the point of, like, you know, if you don't love them? But you can grow to love them. So there's different things that you can do or they can do to show or prove in order for you to start to love them. That's true. Okay. I respect that answer. All right. Perfect. So as I talked about in the beginning of the episode with Valentine's Day coming up and right around the corner, this is sort of like our Valentine's Day special. Um, we're going to be talking about all about love language and communication, which is definitely my favorite topic to talk about. We're going to be giving y'all two different perspectives. So love language in romantic relationships and then love language in friendships. And I'm super excited to hear our different perspectives of each of them. You know, so whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day with your partner, your spouse, whatever it is, your bae, or if you're going to have a Galentine's Day like I do every year, which is completely fine with me, we're going to have some different perspectives and I'm super excited to hear what we have to say about everything. You ready? Yes. Let's go. Okay, so what me and my sister did here is we took the love language quiz. And what the love language quiz is basically is just telling you how do you prefer to be loved. There's five different types you can have, right? Right. Yes. So the first one would be quality time, receiving gifts, physical touch, acts of service, or words of affirmation. Perfect. So we each took our own individual quiz online, which was a completely free resource. Just answer questions on the type of things you like to receive. And depending upon those answers, it gives you what your love language is in the percentage realm. So it gives you your highest to your lowest of those five categories. So on the love language uh, quiz, there are different types where you can select a quiz to take if you're single if you're in a relationship, and I believe it's another one on there. Is it marriage? It might be marriage. I took the couples one where Keandrea took the single one, and yes. I'm excited to see the different perspectives of it. So a little background um, about me is I've been in a relationship for six years. Ooh, time flies. <laughs> 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 and I met my boyfriend back in college, 
I think I was a sophomore, second year of college back in 2014. Oh, that is so sweet. I am a huge romantic. I love love. And it just warms my heart. Like my dream scenario was to always meet like my future spouse while in school and go on study dates, go meet up for coffee. That didn't happen for me. <laughs> but I think it's really cute. Yeah, it's cute, but okay. We were cute. friends at first, and then in 2015, that's when you made it official. So, oh, and then that's another thing. Like you know how, like you, I, I just felt like, oh, just never mind. It's not about me, but I think it's just really cute. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> before we get, she's laughing over, she's laughing at me, y'all. But before we go ahead and get started with like our different perspectives on love language in relationships and like friendships, I keep on saying, okay. So let me just. Let me break it down because relationships are, are everything, right? You have like your relationship with your family members. You have your relationship with your significant other. You also have your relationship with friends. Those are all considered intimate relationships. So differentiating between friendships and romantic relationships, there are differing factors in terms of, yes, they are all intimate relationships, but so friendships are different than romantic relationships because that romance part is missing from it. So that's how we're differentiating it. We understand that these are all intimate relationships, but Kiviana just has way more knowledge on me, <laughs> way more knowledge than me on um, that aspect. So do you want to go ahead and share your results with the love language quiz? Yes, all right minds based off um the highest one to the lowest one so for me my biggest love language is quality time and i scored that at a 37 percent the next one will be words of affirmation and that was a 30 percent then acts of service which is 17 percent physical touch which is 10 percent and receiving gifts which is seven percent which i'm kind of surprised that that was oh. the lowest one okay um but yeah why were you surprised i don't know because i i really don't ex well i really don't expect gifts so mm -hmm. Well, I, I well, guess then, I wasn't surprised, right. <laughs> but I should say, I feel like words of affirmation, I think, should have been scored higher than it was. And what was and that then, number again? That was 30%, which wasn't a big difference uh -huh. to, compared to quality time, which is at a 37%, which is just a 7% difference. Mm -hmm. But I feel like words of affirmation, to me, is my love language over anything else. Gotcha. And then quality time, but based off of this results i guess quality time one like overtook it yeah no yeah. for sure these sound self-explanatory but just to ease any confusion quality time is exactly what it sounds like you're spending time with that person then words of affirmation is when they're encouraging you giving you like hey good job or i love you things like that receiving gifts is when they give you a gift acts of service is when they do something for you and then physical touch is like back rubs holding hands things like that physical touch literally yeah exactly <laughs> um so for me so i took like kiviana said i took the um single the sing yes the singles quiz hashtag forever alone it's okay um <laughs> we're, we're gonna find you a boo we're gonna get on that listen triple dates oh no, I'm just kidding. So for mine, similar to Kiviana's, my first one or my highest one was quality time scoring at a 35%, which is, which I'm not surprised at at all. Um, I can be with someone I love and we could be doing nothing at all, but just being in their presence is enough for me. Then right under that at 32%, which is words of affirmation. And this is I was surprised at because comp, I don't know how to feel when people give me compliments, you know? Uh, why? <laughs> I don't know because, for example, if you say, oh, you look pretty today, I feel... You don't know how you'll take it, like, if they're being, like, or are you saying, like, they're being, like, sarcastic or 
you honestly don't feel that you're pretty enough for someone to give you a compliment. I think the latter part. And the thing is, I feel really surprised at that because I've, I feel like I've been working so much at it. So, because like, I remember I was talking to Brandy about this, and she was like, just say thank you, you know? Because it seems so simple, you know? It's like, oh, you're so smart, or you're so pretty. But with me, I'm just like, uh-oh, somebody's looking at me. You see what I'm saying? Like the spotlight's on you. Exactly, exactly. And there's a difference because I don't mind when I'm the center of attention sometimes. For example, stop it. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but, like, when someone, like, for example, like if I'm in class or if I'm at work and I get praise. I don't like that. Like you can, if I'm in a team you're doing something that you should already do, so you shouldn't have to get praise for doing something that you should do. Kind of, not necessarily, but like for example, say I'm in a, um, say I know I've been working hard and I've been busting my butt, and my supervisor pulls me aside and tells me that I'm completely fine with that. But not overall as a group where the spotlight is put on. Exactly, you. exactly. I don't want to be that center of attention. You know what I mean? So I think that I just don't know how to fail. But nevertheless, that was my second one. Um, ranking at a 19% was receiving gifts, which I was surprised that it wasn't more toward like the bottom two because, well, no, because if you compare the other two, which was acts of service and physical touch, I guess receiving gifts were way better than that because I <laughs> don't like to be touched. I, oh, no, no, no. So going back to that acts of service is at a 10% and then physical touch is at a whopping 3%. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not surprising because there's more people that I know like you that don't mm -hmm. like to be touched. It was an episode that I was watching on House Hunters and they were married for like four years. Mm -hmm. And I found it strange because they said that they were looking for two master bedrooms because they don't sleep in the same bed. Oh. Because the men, I guess, don't like to, or the lady didn't like for the man to snore. She said that he sweats a lot. Yeah. So they preferred to live in separate spaces. Oh. In the house. Okay. So they were looking for a house that had two master bedrooms. So you're not the only person well, that would like to be touched. No, for sure. But I don't, the thing is, I don't think I'm going to take it that far. I, like I said before, I feel like I'm a walking contradiction because I don't like people touching me. I don't like... You like to touch other people. Exactly. So I can go just give people random hugs or I can just go in like, you know, oh. caress, <laughs> just caress somebody's arm. But if they did it to me, it's a no-go. But that's something I have to adjust to because I, I'm getting a little better at it. Because, But the thing is, I love hugs. I could sit there and hug somebody. I get it. I, <laughs> I don't like it. it. So. <laughs> but you like to do it to other people, which is annoying. Only when I'm in the <laughs> Only when you're in the mood. So only when it's convenient to you, you like to let you like to touch people, but you don't like people to touch you. Because when I try to do it back to you, you get upset. Okay, this was not supposed to be an exposed and CC type of thing. <laughs> but there's maybe a little bit of truth behind there. But yeah, so those were our results, which I think it's really funny. I don't know. If there was like a complete difference in the way you the questions were asked, worded. yeah, because you took the the couples quiz and I took the singles one, but the questions that they were asking me was like, do you like when people um do something for you when you had a long day or so? Okay, so it's kind of similar to the couples quiz where they just ask instead of you, they'll put in place my your spouse. Oh, so okay, I feel okay. Like it was based the same the based off of the same questions, but just using different I'm wording. Interchanging your spouse to you gotcha gotcha okay and the, they were the same questions that uh, were asked okay perfect so and the thing is for like inside of the quiz is it was like a would you kind of like a would you rather do you prefer this or that? or that yeah okay perfect so to kick it off what i would like to talk about so we shared our results and this was something i was scrolling through what i always do scrolling through this time i think i was on facebook though and there was like a little pop-up of a picture and i think it's because you know when you look on a website or something and then the oh the 
ads pop up. Yeah. So the government is low-key watching you. So <laughs> I watch get what you say or look up. <laughs> right, no, for sure. So I think because it said that, it was like an ad that popped up, and it said, love your partner in their love language, not yours. Right. How do you feel about that? I feel that it is important to love that person a way that their language speaks. Like what they like they receive love? Yeah, how they receive love because if you don't like you think you may be doing something right or doing yeah. it the right way or showing your love somewhat to them, mm-hmm. but in return it's just like yeah, they liked it, but if you would have did it their love language, they probably would have enjoyed it much better. Yeah. No, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Not just like in a relationship for like, you know, a romantic relationship, but like an intimate. Like for me and you, for example, you don't love physical touch and I do it anyway. I need to understand like, okay, maybe like even though I'm trying to be like, you know, like, oh, let me go give my sister a hug or ask her for a hug and you say like, no, get away from me. You see what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) And I can go say the same for like me and my relationship. Because for my relationship, my boyfriend is his, he show love through gift giving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he likes to buy you the expensive, lavish gifts. Yes, it's great. I appreciate it. But I'd rather not have that. I'd rather just be with you, like do something for me. You don't have to go out, out and buy something lavish to show your love because I already know that you love me. So you don't have to express it through gifts. Right. I just prefer for him to like just be there. No, I was gonna say I was. But I'm just trying to say like my love language is quality time. So as long as he's there with me, that's all that matters. Right. So. I was going to say, like, this is more of a, like, a good example for y'all was, like, over your birthday. How he right. took you away and he wanted to give, take you to this really expensive restaurant. You're like, no, I just want to go to IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you're still spending time with him. And it doesn't right. have to matter, like, if this entree is $40 and you go to IHOP for $10. Like, it's, this right. is, like, you like, you know you like that restaurant and you just want to spend time with him. But since I feel like his love language is gift giving, you're like, no, I'm going, I want to spoil you. And that's what he said. Right, and that's what, yeah, that's what he told me because, like, he wanted, he had, like, an itinerary for mm-hmm. every day that, like, the week of my birthday, he wanted to do every single, like, every day he wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I just want to relax. I just yeah. want to be with you. But he's like, no, I have to get this to you. We have to do this. We have to do this. Right. I'm going to get up. We're going to get up at 8 o'clock. And it was like a schedule, like a set schedule. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to sleep in. <laughs> Let me enjoy this time. I'm right. off of work. I'm relaxing. It's my day. Just let me be. Right. No, so. for sure. And I think that's real. I think that was a really healthy communication for y'all to have anyway. And no, y'all, I'm not third real in their relationship. We, we're just, we're a very close family. <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect so um we have we do have like questions we want to ask each other in terms of love language and relate like romantic relationships and then love language and friendships but before we get to that i think it would be really fun to talk about like deal breakers i took a screenshot of this um thread that was going on on facebook and i want to get your thoughts on it it says what's the smallest reason you do demand so basically, what's the smallest reason that you ghosted somebody? Or what's the smallest reason you stopped talking to somebody? And this woman replied and said, oh, we went to a restaurant and he insisted we go Dutch. For those of you who don't know what Dutch is, it means that he pays for his meal. A turn of person pays for <laughs> her meal. <laughs> he, then she says, he then told me to tip big because his baby mama was their waitress. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been too done with that. Um, I I think I probably would have had to ghost him too. I had like something like a similar situation, obviously before my boyfriend. So a little background: this guy had the hugest crush on me in high school, and I made it clear to him Can't that relate. I just wanted to be friends with him. But he always like insisted on me 
being his girlfriend. So he had moved out of state. And we still kept communication just as friends, like text, like, mm -hmm. hey, how are you? How's college going? And whatnot. Mm -hmm. So he finally made his way back to Arizona. And I always made up excuses to, <laughs> to never hang out with him. But I can relate it to was that one. always like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm sorry. Hang out with <laughs> right. Maybe tomorrow, next week. Hopefully he'll say like, oh, I'm not going to be in town. But pretty sure. I can't remember. I finally agreed to meet up with him or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, <laughs> he asked me if I can, um, do he want to, do we want to meet up at the restaurant or did I want to come pick him up? So that could have been like a red flag, but me being friends, like wanting to be friends with him, I could have said, sure, I wanted to pick you up and we can go to the restaurant. But I honestly didn't want to see him, so I wasn't going to go out my way to pick him up. Right, right. So we get to the restaurant. We're having a good time. We're catching up. And it comes to the time when the bill comes and he asks, <laughs> Are, uh, did you want me to pay for your meal? Thinking in my head, well, yeah, I think I've, like, I thought about it for a while and I'm thinking in my head, like, well, you asked me. I said, right. I wanted to see you. Right. And so, like I said, I thought about it. And then I finally said, yeah, you asked me. And he said, well, I don't think that I should pay for your <laughs> meal. <laughs> Wait, I don't what? think that I should pay for your meal because... We're just friends. <laughs> wait, but, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> first off, first off, he asked me. Second wait. off, we are just friends. But third off, it's just like you asked me to come with you, and I made it like I made time to come hang out with you. Right, right. And by you being a friend, by you wanting me to be your girlfriend, you should have at least made mm -hmm. or attempted to show me that right. you want to be my man. Right. And so after that date. Yeah, I don't Saranara. think. Yeah, Saranara. <laughs> I don't think. I think we probably like still stayed in communication, but it wasn't like I'm, I wasn't trying to hang out with him again. <laughs> wait, wait, let's dissect that for a yeah. second. So he's trying to prove, quote unquote, trying to prove himself because he's trying to get out the friend zone, right? right. <laughs> so then he asks you, "Do we want to meet up there at the restaurant, or you pick me up?" That's one. That's an issue there, right? Then I go to the restaurant, and he even then he even asked like, "Hey," and I'm thinking when he asked you, "Do you want to pay for my food?" I mean, "Do you want me to pay for your food?" Or you we go like separate. I'm thinking, "Oh, he's trying to be respectful because right. he doesn't want you to think that it's a date." Right. So then when you give him your answer, it wasn't the the script that was in his head. No. So he said, well, "We're just friends." Yeah, he said, "We're just friends." I said, "Okay, I have no problem with paying for my meal." And then he had the nerve to ask me after that if I wanted to go to the gym with him. Oh, I thought he was going to ask you to no, take him home. To sign up for the gym. And so I was like, no, I, I think I told him I had something to do. So I just dropped him off. I gave him a little ride. Oh, so I dropped you him could, off. You yeah. And I went on about my life. <laughs> That's cute. See, that's really cute because I had a similar situation where this guy, again, we were talking and he was trying to come out the friend zone and we've been like, we went on a couple of dates before where he paid for, you know, things, but I made it very clear to him. I just wanted to be friends with him. Um, but I think it was really sweet because he was trying to make a... What's that word I'm trying to look for? He was trying to make it out of the friend right. zone. So he was texting me every morning like, good morning, sunshine, or just asking me how my day was. But it was this one particular um, time, my favorite movie, which is Think Like a Man. It was, it was just coming out. 
Y'all can tell how long that was. But it was just coming out. And he was like, I know you've been wanting to see this movie. We should go to the movies and go watch Think Like a Man. And then we should go to um, the lake and ride the boat. Oh, that's cute. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, you know, but me, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it like that. Like, I didn't want to, like, I felt like he was just still getting, getting too serious and I wasn't there yet. And so me being the age I was, which was like right out of high school, I didn't know how to say, you know what, I'm cool off of it. No. And then... I was like, oh, that would be a good idea, knowing well in my head that I already made plans to go see the movie with my friends, and I didn't want to go with him like that. And he was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. He was like, yeah, and we could even go Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad he was up front with me, but I didn't like my my answer. Like, uh, no, I'm like, you asking me out on a date, and I feel like if you want to get out the friend zone to prove yourself... Yeah. But the thing is, he was very, very chivalrous. You know, when I, you and Nene and Liz and Naima, y'all put me in my place real quick and took me to the red table to let me know the things he was doing for me was nice. Because I was like, no, I can open my own door. Right. Right. But he that's was... very... Oh, go ahead. That's, no, I was going to say that's very nice. You don't find too many young men that are like that. Right, right. You know, when I had to... Like I said, y'all took me and put me in front of the mirror so I can confront my own self. Because I was like, I didn't like that he was opening the door for me. I'm just like, I can open my own doors. But, so, the what he was doing, I think, was very nice, you know. But I just I just knew, like, he was a really nice guy. But I finally understood, like, the attraction just wasn't there. So, I didn't want to string anybody along. But when he said that, and I asked mom what that meant, and she told me, I'm like, it's a no for me. And so, I never texted him back. And but he was still continuing to text me like good morning and stuff, and I just stopped texting him back. So you just ghosted. No, but tell me why we ended up together, and we had a freshman year of college. We were in the same class. Awkward. Uh, Yes, it was very awkward. But yeah, let us know, y'all. What would y'all do in that situation? Because we didn't even like go through the whole topic, but. They went to the restaurant, and at the restaurant, he insisted that they go Dutch, and then told her to tip big. Because that's his baby mama. I understand where he's saying tip big, because if you tip her big, that means he's, you're helping support their child. Girl, no! No! I thought you were going to say just tip big, because he, it's a waitress, and she know they work off tips, but I don't care! He needs need to be taken care of home! But obviously, she was with him, or she knew of a child... Right, so he knew he had a child. Right, so she's telling he's telling her you need to tip big because you help him support my. Where you gotta help guess, put food in my baby's mouth? But that's not the girl's responsibility to put food in his baby mouth. She got a mom and she got a daddy. My thing is though, so if he made these reservations, if he made this date, knowing good well his baby mom was gonna be working on that shift, which he should know because they should be co-parenting at some point. No, I'm sorry, I can't agree with you on that one, nuh-uh, it's no for me, dog, but let us know, y'all, what y'all think about that, would y'all completely ghost him, or how would y'all react in that situation, because me, I think I'll be frozen. I think I'll party, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> never come back, he's Ooh. gonna be in the, he's gonna be left to chat. See, with me, like, after I come to my senses, I might go ahead and, like, because, you know, I believe in tipping waitresses, because, you know, they work off those tips, but however... It depends on how that waitress was treated. If she was rude, if she, you know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm going, the, him saying that meant nothing to me. You know what I mean? It meant absolutely nothing to me. I'm still going to tip the way I needed to tip. I'm going to pay for my food and be on my merry way and you won't have to worry about me ever again. But yeah, so my answer still stands. I don't have to ghost them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point blank. Okay. So you want to go ahead and get into the questions now? Yeah, so 
Do you wanna do you wanna ask me the questions first? I'll ask you the questions. You can ask me the questions first. Okay, perfect. And then she's giving the um, perspective of the romantic relationship. I'm gonna ask the questions, but it's gonna be very open conversation, okay? I think we touched upon this a little bit, but do you think it's important to love your partner in their love language and vice versa? Yeah, as I said before, um, it's better to love the person in their love language because I feel like the bond would be closer. Mm -hmm. Because I tell my boyfriend all the time, like, just spend time with me, just be with me. And that's all that I require. Mm -hmm. like, I don't care about, like, the gifts. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. Like, you don't have to prove your love to me by buying me stuff. Like, I can honestly buy my own stuff if I really want it. Right. Um, I think it's important for them to love you and your love language and respect them or respect your love language and show you. Yeah, like, so, for example, if he's... Say, so you know what, like, if you know that his love language is gift giving, right? And so, y'all have this open communication, like, you know, I'd rather spend time with you. But when it comes to, like, gifts for, like, holidays and his birthday, are you going to buy him something, like, a gift because you know that he likes that? Yeah, so I typically go all out for him because I know that is his love language. Mm -hmm. So Okay, coolio. So, <clears throat> we talked about this, but do you know for a fact that his love language is gift giving? Or have y'all taken this quiz together? I actually told him, which I gotta get on him because he, <laughs> I sent it to him. He never replied back or um, never sent his answers if he did take the yeah. test um, back to me. But I do believe his love language is mm -hmm. gift giving. Yeah, no, for sure. I can I can definitely see that because even I feel like even with us, we I feel like me, you, mom, and Vaughn, I think that we're very similar in like quality time. But even still, him giving us gifts for our like holidays too. I think that he, very big. Yeah. So let's see. Being that it's Valentine's Day right around the corner, which is one of my favorite holidays. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> yes. How do you and your boyfriend feel about Valentine's Day? Like, do y'all celebrate? Do y'all make it a big deal? Then how do, if y'all do, like, how do y'all make it different than any other day? So, to be frank, we do celebrate Valentine's Day, but just not on the actual date, if that makes sense. Um... We choose to celebrate Black Love Day. And Ooh, love we typically that. don't, we only choose not to celebrate on Valentine's Day because we feel that Valentine's Day is year round. It shouldn't just be held on one specific day. They one of those couples, y'all. It shouldn't be held on <laughs> one specific date. And it's very commercialized. So everything is overly priced. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so, like I said, we just choose to celebrate a different day, but Valentine's is every day. So, right. Well, <laughs> like i know valentine's day is every day like you can love everybody every day yes but i feel like just like your birthday and just like christmas i feel like it's you can we have that one specific day to go all out and yes i also agree that it's com very commercialized but i'm totally here for it but you did mention that y'all celebrate black love day which i'm all about yes black history month black lives always yes when is black love day so black love day for um, ones that I don't know is celebrated on February 13th. Mm. Um, it was founded by A.O. Handy Candy in 1993. And it was Here for served it. as a 24-hour um, just to display black love demonstrated through love towards the creator for yourself or mm -hmm. even for your family within a black community and so for the black race. So it's essentially just like celebrating black love for the black community. Yeah, so basically like Valentine's Day just for black for people. Black, for black people. <laughs> no, and I love it. I'm here for it. Have no complaints here. But just to play devil's advocate just a little bit, if you don't mind me dipping my toes in it. <laughs> Isn't that like black love the same thing as Valentine's Day? It is the same as Valentine's Day, but it's not 
celebrated on the 14th. Right. Absolutely. It's, like you said, it was celebrated on the 13th of February. But my thing is, though, no, I get what you're saying because, listen... I know that for last week's episode, businesses and companies profit off of things like this. So I think what it is, is that instead of celebrating it on that commercialized holiday, y'all going to choose to celebrate on a different day, but then also too, to make it one step purpose of it being in the black community, having on the 13th. Right. Okay. I can respect that. I can respect that. I'm still a huge, (laughs) she over here making fun of me y'all, but I'm a huge advocate for black love. I'm a huge advocate for Valentine's Day. So you ain't gonna get no complaints out of me here. So I just have a little bit more questions just to um, dive a little bit deeper in our relationship. How do you feel about gender roles in romantic relationships? And with gender roles, I'm talking about like the um, stereotypical roles. So like men supposed to work outside the house, bring home the money. Women are supposed to be the home, quote unquote, homemakers. So cooking, cleaning, all that good stuff. Um, so how do you feel about gender roles in your role or in romantic relationships, period? And then do you conform to any of them in your own relationship? So I do believe in gender roles and romantic relationships as far as like, let's just say, for instance, women cook and clean a mm-hmm. house, men take care of the outside, take out the trash, do all that stuff. Okay, that but outside. As far okay. as like bringing in money, I feel like it's half and half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I honestly, if I had a choice or when I become a mother, I honestly probably would want to, I probably wouldn't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Right. Because I feel like it's important a modern to make mom own money. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And bring it to the table. And I agree. We can go, we have discussed in times like where we both work, we have enough money mm-hmm. to provide for the household. So we'll live off of one check and put the other check in savings. Okay, so y'all have talked so about we like have this stuff. About okay. stuff like this. Okay, perfect. I, I, I do like that because I know a lot of people, well, I'm not going to speak for a lot of people, but I feel like a lot of people just, it just comes naturally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, yes, you have your modern rom- woman, but you also have like those modern stereotypes that still exist today. Because I feel like, you know, with the whole thing about women empowerment, which I'm totally here for, I feel like in feminism, they're trying to break those barriers, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I feel, and I agree with you. I feel like women should definitely earn their own money in terms of just having that security. Like, God forbid, I don't want anything right. to happen in that relationship and because I'm depend on that person right, so they the, have like a step over you and they could like bring it in your face you know right um, no for sure it's just, just having that security and saying you know what just, this is like my my emergency fund like if something would ever happen or like something happened to him where he's not able to work y'all still have that money right so I'm a huge advocate on that but in terms of for me I know I think for the housework, for example, I think there should be some type of split in that. I don't think women should be the only ones who, who's cooking, the only one who's cleaning. I saw something like a little thing on Facebook or Instagram, whatever I saw it on. But it was like someone had, a man had tweeted out and said, um, sorry women, but no man wants to come home to like ravioli or something like that after working a long day or something. And then a woman like subtweeted that and was like, well, no woman wants to um, cook, clean, do the laundry, feed the baby babies after working a long day but here we are Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I honestly think so when I get into a relationship and we get married and we're living together I think that you're gonna establish those yeah first of all we need to have an open communication dialogue but like for example if I cook dinner that day it would be awesome if he cleaned the kitchen Mm -hmm. or if he decided to cook I'll have no problem cleaning the kitchen right but I feel like there's still and 
I don't know how people feel about this, but I feel like there are still some roles that only men should do. And I feel like there's still some roles that maybe only women should do. One case in point that I'm thinking about in my head is that I still think men should take out the trash. I don't feel like that's a job for a woman. And people have their own opinions, but this is just my opinion. I feel like, cause like, my, like when I was talking to my mom about this, she was like, there isn't a way where I'm going to be lifting up that heavy trash tying that bag while that man is sitting on the couch you know right. what i mean i just feel like yes i know you know i have i have things as a trash out before but i don't think it should be my responsibility just like maybe i don't think i don't know i can't think of any other job that uh want, like, you know what i mean but taking out the trash specifically i think that should just be a man's job right. and that's just my opinion on that um, but you said you do conform to some of those in your relationship, but you guys have talked about it though, right? Just to bring it back. <laughs> okay, cool. And I think the last question I have for you is, do you think there is a huge difference between friendship love and romantic love? No, I don't. Minus the intimacy with the friendship. I feel like they're both, you both have to put in work into them in order to maintain them and have a successful and healthy relationship with either a spouse or a friend. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that too. And I feel like it's important to love whether it's your friend or your significant other in love language and vice versa. Because like you said, still an intimate relationship. Awesome. So that was a great segue into the questions on love language in terms of friendship. So you want to take it away? I'm passing you the baton. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, how are you maintaining your friendships during this pandemic? Oh, okay. So that's a good one because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a huge texter and I'm not really big on like texting calling things like that I'll rather the only time I'm texting somebody it's like hey let's meet up but being that it's a pandemic it's hard to do that so I think it's really important like if for example if I want these friendships to last and if I want to make sure that we're still maintaining relate like still we're maintaining communication the bond and yeah the, yes the, yes uh, maintaining the bond I think it's really important for me to like I just can't expect people to text or hit me up right. all the time right so if I'm like so what my mantra is, if I'm thinking about somebody, I'm just going to go ahead and text them. Like, hey, just thinking about you. I hope you're good. So I'm going outside of my, like, comfort zone and texting people. Um, I'm still not a huge texter. So if I'm texting somebody, I'm like, okay, we're going to talk on the phone. We're going to FaceTime. So I've been doing that a lot. So it's been a lot of phone calls, a lot of, I know, beginning of quarantine, we were doing, like, virtual happy hours. Okay. We were doing movie nights over, like, Hulu Watch or the Netflix Watch parties. I did that a couple of times, even though I don't like movies. But it was really cool just to be with them in right. that particular moment and experience that with them. Right, right. No, for sure. I think that was really important to um, do that too. So that's how I'm maintaining it as of now. I think so far so good. Um, sometimes I may like like randomly replied like swipe up on somebody's story on Instagram or on Snapchat. And that's how we get a conversation going. Um, but other than that. I am very selective on who I still go hang out with. So mm -hmm. um, this past week, I did um, hang out with a, a friend, and it, that was really fun. And we just was just like it was just normal. Yeah, it was it was normal for that little mm -hmm. bit. Just to physically see somebody there, I feel like was a good breath of fresh air. Yeah, okay. good question. Yeah, that was a really good question because me, on the other hand, I see it different. Well, not too different, but prior to this whole pandemic starting. I started to realize and started to distance myself because at mm -hmm. one point, I'll say like maybe like two, three years ago, mm -hmm. at one point I was someone that was always texting someone or um, wanting to hang out. They would text me here and there, but it was like more so me. 
And I just felt like that wasn't, that's not it's a the one way, way. A friendship should work because again, right. like you said, it was just a one way. So I had begun to distance myself and I had stopped texting people. I had mm-hmm. stopped calling them and it was to the point where people was like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're not on, so- like, I even gave myself a break from social media. Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought something happened to you because you were on social media. Yeah. Like, no, I needed this for- to take a break from right. my mental health, my mental stability. And um, unfortunately, I guess you just didn't make the cut to be in it. So, <laughs> honestly, right. yeah, so yeah. honestly, like, during this time in this pandemic, yeah, I reach out and I have a couple, maybe like one or two friends that reach out to me mm-hmm. just to see like, how are you doing? Like, because it's okay. I feel like just to check in on your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, do you want to hang out? Do you want to do this? Right. Just to, like, it's, it's like good. And it's like a good feeling to see that someone's actually thinking about right. you and actually reaching out to see how you are truly doing right no and then you made a good point there too just to piggyback off of that because i felt like i wasn't that type of person that always waited for somebody to text me to see how i was doing because i feel like i do a really good job of texting people because i know when someone like says hey i'm just thinking about you that makes me feel good Mm -hmm. so i love to be on the opposite end of that like i want to make somebody stay and let them know that i'm thinking about them so whether i'm like commenting on one of their pictures on instagram and just say hey your smile is so beautiful or something like that i think it's really important because then that also just says hey like she's still thinking about me or vice versa so i think it's really important i definitely think that it like friendships and romantic relationships just as much as work as the other one because you still have to maintain it it's for example for me and my best friend we met in college so we're living in the same dorm so we were seeing each other every single day because essentially we live together right we she lived right down the hall so we would go to the dining hall together we would go study together but once we graduated we wanted like life was pulling us in a different direction where she was doing working and i went to where i was working but still having to have that communication right. and that connection was something that you, you have you, to work for yeah, you do have mm-hmm. to work for it yeah, good question. Good question. So the next question I do want to ask is, do you think the love language is important in a friendship? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're you're passionate about that one. <laughs> yeah, because when when you were asked when you were answering that question, when I told you about that. I honestly think it's really important, just because for me, I know how my friends are. Like they like to hug, and how do I explain it? For example, my freshman year in college, my roommate, she also like Kendra. We should cuddle, you know, in nothing like a sexual way or romantic way. Just like being like under your friend, you know. They know I don't like touching. Like, I don't like people touching me and vice versa. And so just learning to show your appreciation different ways, um, I think it's really important. So I remember during the summertime when I first took this um, love language quiz, I passed it on to my PC. I was like, hey, you should take this just to see where it goes. And so she sent me her results. And just to make sure, um, I still have them here because I keep everything. But for example, her top love language was quality time as well. And I, I can definitely understand that because she also loves hanging out and just mm-hmm. like being with that, person. with that person, right? And so I was like, oh, okay, that's perfect. So just checking in to make sure, because like you said, you can be doing, you thinking like, for example, if I say, hey, I'm going to buy this person this great gift, right? Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh, you did a good thing because you gave them a gift, but maybe like receiving, right? Yeah, receiving gifts way at the bottom and they just want to spend some quality time. Right. So just knowing where you can meet halfway, whether that's a friendship or a romantic relationship, is really important. Okay. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I think I I see your part, but I think I it differs just slightly. For what? As far as like the love language isn't important in a friendship. So you think it differs slightly from a romantic relationship to a friendship? 
Yes, I don't okay. agree wholeheartedly with you that it's important to love your friend in their love language. Gotcha. Okay. Do you want to expand on that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Um, another question, picking back off of this. Mm-hmm. So, how long are you in a relationship before you can build trust with that friend? Oh, okay. Um, see, <laughs> my best friend, she describes me as an onion. She's saying that you have to peel back the layers of me before I break down mm-hmm. the walls. And I feel like that... Because I used to think I had trust issues, you know? Like, I don't want to give myself, like, show myself completely to a friend until I know I can trust them, right? So, that's what Liz said. She said that it's like peeling back layers. So, right when you think that, oh, I peeled, like, this layer back from CC, there's another layer. And so, sorry, I think I got, what was your question again one time? How long do you have to be in, like, a friendship before you build trust? Gotcha, okay. Gotcha, thank you. So, just to answer your question, I don't think I can put a timestamp on that because I feel like each friend is different, right? right? I don't think we should put a um, time stamp. I don't think we should put a time stamp on how long you should build trust. I think it's very situational depending on how, like how you met that friend. So I get what you're trying to say. So basically what you're trying to say is you could have met somebody Mm -hmm. like, let's just say a week ago Mm -hmm. and you felt very connected to this person. Mm Mm-hmm. But you also met this other friend maybe like two years ago mm-hmm. where it's just like, I don't think I can trust this person wholeheartedly. I can only tell discreet stuff too. Whereas you met this person a week ago. Hopefully you're not telling people <laughs> right. in a week, but just an example. Yeah. You met this person a week ago and you felt connected or compelled to tell them. So right. based off of their energy, mm-hmm. because I know some people that say, oh, we've been best friends for like two months. I felt like I've known them forever. Right. Even in this friendship for two years and it's like you don't know nothing right no for sure that I think that's the perfect way to describe what I was thinking because like you said you have could have met somebody a year ago versus two weeks ago and you feel like you're much closer to this person right. you met two weeks ago and maybe it can be like that place that you are now in your life with that friend but yeah I don't think I could put a timestamp on that yeah and I yeah. agree with you when you say that I feel like you take time mm-hmm. to open up to other people where yeah. I just like bum like rush and oh, I like okay. open up to people often uh-huh. and I felt like by doing so I was hurt in return mm-hmm. because I think like, friendship breakups are well I haven't experienced a breakup a relationship <laughs> breakup but just from what I experienced they were very hurt oh yeah trust me you know I have had some friendship breakups that have hurt really bad mm-hmm. um but I'm the type of person too, like, and that's why I feel like, like, since I experienced that at a young age, I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm very selective with mm-hmm. who I allow in my circle. And that's why I always keep a small circle. Like, I feel like I have a lot of acquaintances. And so they're going to get the surface level stuff. When I tell people, like, I'm very shy, people don't believe me because I'm so happy to, like, indulge in conversation mm-hmm. with someone. But it's surface level stuff. I'm going to tell you my zodiac sign. We can bomb that we both Virgos because, hello, Virgo power. Or we can bomb that I love books or right. love coffee. You know what I mean? But you're not going to know how I'm feeling. You're not going to know what my deepest insecurities are you're not gonna know none of that because i don't trust you yet so when people say oh kendra you're not shy yeah i only get like a surface level me not inner me and i right. think it's kind of 
and, and it's not that I feel bad about it because I'm not going to feel bad about my feelings, but it's like I want to trust people, but, but it's, it's just hard. So hard mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So it's crazy because like I don't know if I would have been so much patient. Like if I was another friend, I was I'd be on the receiving end. Like I think I'll be friends with myself. I think I'm a really good friend. <laughs> but I don't know why you laughed. I think it would be a lot of patience, and I think that's why I haven't gone into a romantic relationship because I feel like that's just way too much for me right now. <laughs> but okay, picking back off of that, you say that. You are very selective. Mm-hmm. For instance, for me or my example would be I know, well, friends that I consider friends. Mm-hmm. I say 10 plus years. Okay. And so after that, I feel like I gain trust. They know who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you go around and let's just say we just become distant. We just yeah. became distant. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I can trust them. Right. So now that just put my trust on a whole nother level which you know right and it's great that you bring that up because me and alicia um were just talking about this the other day we were talking we were talking about more so in in romantic relationships but this can be applied either way we were talking we're like okay so for example say you've been with somebody for 10 years right and you the whole entire time you've been with somebody for 10 years y'all are growing with each other y'all are with each other all the time so you guys kind of know how each other operates right Mm -hmm. but say for example another person has been with their significant other in total 10 years they have may have broken up a few times but finally coming back together i feel like that's a different dynamic because like you said you having to trust each other all over over again and also because that other couple who was 10 years together in total they grew with each other Mm -hmm. but these other people while y'all were apart for those for that time you're doing your own thing they're doing their own thing and so when you come together again you have to learn to trust exactly you have to learn it all so you can't expect it pick up where you last left off because y'all could two completely different people now and y'all grew your own way so when y'all come back and combine it's like basically starting all over again yeah so I think that's really important to acknowledge in a friendship and even a romantic partner too okay how is acquaintance different from a friend or how does they vary oh that's a good question that's a good question because i don't know okay so i keep on saying i remember this but back in high school (laughs) um my english teacher asked us so what are the qualities of a friend you know it's like well if i call somebody a friend i'm able to trust them i'm able to talk to them about anything And I'm able to share my intimate Mm -hmm. secrets and parts of my life with them, right? Um, Whereas an acquaintance, it's just a surface level stuff. So that's how I would I would answer your question it's like when you're an acquaintance it's like somebody like a classroom friend like you know when you in class and you have that one person you only hang out in that one class right and then when outside of school or even at work you have your co-worker but outside of school and outside of work y'all really don't hang out and your friend is somebody that you hang out with like hey I feel like going to the movies let me call somebody such and such to see right but I feel like Another dynamic that wasn't a part of your question was what's the difference between a friend and a best friend? And that's, I feel like that's when the lines can blur because every friend that you have is not your best friend. So I I see my, one of my sorority sisters post this um, the other day and she's like, I feel like we used the term friend way too loosely. Yeah. So like if I'm saying, oh, a friend is someone I trust completely and I can tell them anything with, how come I can't go to them when I'm in trouble? Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I need to like look mm-hmm. into myself and say, is this person really a friend or do I just consider them an acquaintance? Right. But people don't say, oh, that's just my acquaintance. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Yeah. Getting back off of that. Well, she shut me up real quick. <laughs> how long do you have to be friends before you consider them a best friend? 
Ooh. And you know. Or is there a time limit? And I don't think there's a time limit. Just because back, of the connection. Yeah, just because of the connection too. But then also, I feel like there's different types of friends and different type of best friends. Whereas, like, I can know somebody 10 plus years and I consider them a friend. And I'm saying friend. We don't talk every day. But, like, for example, if it's birthdays, holidays, we may reach out. We may meet up maybe once or twice a year. And then, so that's a friend, right? right. But then I also think there's, an, like, for example, it may be a little bit different for me. But for my sorority sisters, I think that's a different connection. Because we have that one thing in common. But that connects us so, like, strongly. That bond that of, connection. that, that connection um, links us together. So I don't think there's a time limit on that. But I think there's situational friendships and different types of bonds that's different in friendships. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. So yeah. the next one, I know we kind of agreed on this question mm-hmm. where we talked about this question before. Okay. Where our mother disagreed on it Mm -hmm. um the question was do you have to talk to your friends every day to be considered close oh yeah no we we both said no yeah you have to only because i feel like a friend is there for you through thick or thin Mm -hmm. like you don't have to speak to them every day Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i have this one particular person i can think of Mm -hmm. i've known this person since they were in a third grade yeah we used to be really close. We were neighbors. We used to mm-hmm. be really. We used to be extremely close. Like where you seen her, you saw me. Mm-hmm. I used to spend a night all like I spent one summer at her house all day, like to the point where I was going to Catholic church. I had no <laughs> idea what they were saying, but right, right. I was there. Yeah, and um, I know there's times like where she would reach out to me, and we mm-hmm. just like you said, like happy birthday. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Like, their holidays, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. I was there for her baby shower when she had her first baby. She invited me to her house. Yeah. Um, we supported each other, like, when we were starting off something. Like, she had a business going on, a cooking business, a catering business. We were there. Mm-hmm. We tasted her food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she supported me during my little holiday brief. So, yeah. I feel like... That, to me, I'll consider that a close friend. Like, right. We don't have to speak every day. We don't have to speak. As long as we check in with each other, like, hey, how are you? Hope right. all is well. We have those memories to, like you said, connect us. Okay, yeah. So I feel like you don't have to talk to people every day to consider them a close friend. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I feel like just going back to what I said earlier, I'm going to use my PC and Liz as an example, where since we were in college and we met in college that connected us so we were at the dorms together all the time we were at different events together we would go out together we would go get coffee together but once we left that bond that um, bonded us together once we all graduated when life was pulling us in all different directions it was up to us to to keep that yes to maintain that relationship to keep that bond going now we understand that life gets in the way we're not together Mm -hmm. as much as we used to be so having that strong solid foundation I think it's really important to to consider to be close to somebody right Mm -hmm. so for example and i knowing how that friend operates so i know for example i don't have to talk to liz every single day same with like so if one of those people ever needed me I'm there for him and vice versa, right? We have our own schedules. So I know for a fact, since I'm not, I don't have like a confined job where I'm working a nine Mm -hmm. to five, I know my other friends might. So I'm not about to like sit here, interrupt their schedule. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. of course we check in, see how you're doing and all that type of stuff. I don't think we have to text or talk every day to be close like i may see them post on instagram i may comment on something that may start a conversation but i feel like as long as you're checking in regularly and you know the happenings that's happening in their life and you have that solid foundation i think that's 
for me is enough to maintain that close relationship Mm -hmm. um instead of having to talk and chat every day because like you said we're growing together we used to talk every day Mm -hmm. at one point in time but when life started pulling us like in different direct not apart but like in different directions life got in the way there you go not life got in the way but like (laughs) when life like we started getting pulled by our own interests the ties start pulling you right there there you go like the ties start pulling us in different directions i feel like as long as we are able to come back i don't think you have the text or call or talk every day no yeah is that all well that was i think that's all i think this was a very good conversation i had fun i did too like i learned a lot (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a really good conversation i planned this episode just to be right before Valentine's Day to have it our Valentine's Day special. But I think this is something that can be used anytime. You know, whether you're in a relationship, you're seeking a relationship, or if you're in a friendship, just having, like, understanding these healthy communication habits, because that's what it was, just having these communication habits and knowing how to have these open conversations, I think is really important to maintain and have during a relationship. Yes, very much so. And just remember, communication is key, whether it's with, a relationship, a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. or a friendship, because again, without communication, you don't have anything. Right. I will always hold that like dear because my mom told me that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and mommy, you know, mommy's know best. Right. And just like the piggyback off of that, communication is key. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Something that's really important to also understand is yes, communication is key, but I think something that's above communication is understanding and knowing because you can talk to that person to your blue in the face, mm-hmm. but if they're not understanding what you're saying, what, what is, is it? Purpose? What's the purpose? Exactly. So un- that communication and understanding is key. Absolutely. And listen to understand, not listen to respond. Yes, queen. Love to hear it. Yes. So thank you so much for coming on the episode. I'm really happy I got you on here. Thanks for having me. She said, as she says, rolling her eyes, whatever. But yeah. But on a serious note, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Invite me back sometime, you know? I probably find something in my schedule. Oh, Miss Busy. But no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, But yes, so let's go ahead and move on to the joys and the oh boy. Okay, y'all. So, just thinking about my joy right now makes me so happy. I love my family. They bring me so much joy. Always. Like, they always bring me joy. But this week particularly, they brought me so much joy and I had so much fun. I had the most fun I have had in a long time. So, my... I call her my (laughs) Katie because she's my cousin... But I also look to her as my Annie. And it was her birthday on the 7th. So her daughters planned a dinner for her. And she knew about the dinner, but she didn't know that we would be there. So we went to Benihana. So what happened was we all got there before she did. So we were already sitting down. And then she was coming through. And we're like, surprise! Ah! <laughs> and so we surprised her. And she was completely surprised. And that made me so happy because I... 
I truly, truly love her and I'm so blessed and grateful for the relationship that we have. She makes me so happy, y'all. When I see her, I just smell. So anyway, being able to surprise her, she definitely deserves it. So it was my cousins, my aunt, my mom, and myself. And that was a surprise. So I don't know, just being there in the presence of my family, because we haven't all gotten a chance to be together like that you know what I mean so I think it was just encompassing the environment because I had been out to a restaurant in over a year y'all so being there with my family I didn't know I needed that time with them as much as I did being able to be together I remember I talked about it on an earlier episode that I honestly miss being with them during the holidays like I didn't know how much I would have I would miss them but I did so being able to celebrate with them there in the presence of everybody I was just so happy I was sitting next to my cousin Nini I know her I talk about her all the time love her and next to my mom and then <laughs> I don't know just our dynamic I loved it and it's just so funny because I feel like I feed off of people's energy a lot and I feel, like, I feel like I just have this understanding with Nini so much where we can talk about it and make jokes with, and we understand each other. I don't know how to explain it but I really loved it and it was so much fun. So after we left Benihana, her daughters, um, Diane's daughters, um, actually were surprising her with the hotel room. So we were like, okay, we'll see you later. Bye. But we were actually going to surprise her at the hotel too. <laughs> so um, we got there before Diane, her daughters did. And we came, we went into the hotel room and some really dear close friends of hers were already there as well. Of course, y'all, we being very safe. We were all wearing masks. Okay, I just had to put that out there. <laughs> but we um, made it to the hotel before her and we surprised her again a second time at the hotel. And I could just tell she was really happy. So it made me happy. And it's just, uh, and then just being again with my family, being able to joke and to laugh. I literally had so much fun. It's literally, I feel like it's one of those times where we're going to be talking about it for the longest time because I just enjoyed myself so much <laughs> and then so the next day she texts me asked me how how I was doing I was like it's funny because I was gonna text you and ask you I was like how are you feeling she said <laughs> she says I'm like Tony the Tiger I'm great <laughs> and that just like overtopped it so that happened on what day was that on so that happened on Sunday and I'm still just laughing about it and it's just so fun so I feel like it's one of those memories that if I'm ever feeling down or sad I'm just gonna think about that day and being there with my family and having a good time I'm just really really excited and so happy still like I'm still I feel like I'm still on a high from that day I love my family I feel like everybody says that they have the best family but I can truly say I have the best family I know some of y'all are listening so I love y'all so much thank y'all for all that you are all that you do kisses love y'all like, I'm just so happy and thank y'all for bringing so much joy in my life okay <laughs> So that was my joy for the week. So let's go ahead and move on to our self-care.
Okay, so for this week's self-care, I'm gonna be piggybacking, is that a word? <laughs> I'm going to be, basically last week I talked about and let y'all know that I started digital planning and I was gonna let y'all know how that is. I'm bringing it into the self-care segment because that has been so therapeutic for me. I, I just get so much satisfaction of just checking off things on my to-do list and I think it just holds me more accountable because I don't have a structured nine to five job anymore. I feel like I was just kind of like waking up as I please, which I'm not complaining about. And I was just getting stuff here and there. But having my to-do list back and incorporating that back into my routine, it has been so therapeutic for me um, because it gives me so much more structure to my day. So I know what I need to get done, when I need to get done. Can I take a break right now? If I'm sleepy, can I take a nap? Because you know, we all lose some motivation here and there. So I feel like that is allowing me to have my motivation back because for a long time, I just felt so unmotivated to do anything. You know what I mean? Then also started to incorporate a mood tracker because I'm being conscious of my emotions, right? So at the end of the day, when I reflect on what my mood was for the day, giving it an overall mood, it allows me to see what I need to work on in my emotions and to express more gratitude. Because what I did was I made a key of what each color meant, as I explained last week. And so purple meant that it was an okay day or like a so-so day, right? And I realized each day I was starting to fill it out for the first few days, I was just coloring it purple. And I'm like, I want to see more pink because pink is that I'm happy. I had a great day. Like, I want to see more pink. So me consciously and visibly seeing that I had all this purple on my mood tracker uh, is allowing me to be more conscious and express more gratitude throughout the day so I can color in more pink. You know what I mean? So that has been really helping me. And I'm super excited that when I'm done for the day today, I'm making sure I color in that pink because I have had such a good day it has been so good so yes like and I'm hopefully transferring all my good vibes to anybody else that may need a little pick-me-up but yeah that's my self-care for the week so what did let me know what are y'all doing for this week to make sure y'all taking care of yourselves listen to your body and just express gratitude because it helps wonders <laughs> it helps wonders it just makes all the difference y'all and I'm so happy to be expressing this here with y'all I'm so grateful for God allowing me to have this platform to express this to y'all so I'm really happy about that but let me know what y'all Valentine's Day plans are are y'all celebrating Valentine's Day what are you doing are you having a Galentine's Day or like my sister said are you celebrating Black Love Day let me know because I'm here for all of it listen I might be celebrating all three who knows <laughs> <laughs> that concludes my Valentine's Day special. I really hope y'all enjoyed and thank you again to my sister for being my second guest on my podcast. Two is my favorite number so yes but with that being said if y'all want to be a part of any episode or any segment on Laugh About It, whether that's the flowers, the joys, or the self-care, please let me know. You guys can always keep up with me and reach out to me on my social media, Twitter and Instagram at Laugh About It Pod, or you can G... 
<laughs> or you can email me at laughaboutitpod at gmail.com, making sure you put in the subject line what segment you want to be a part of. And I'd love to feature you guys in an upcoming episode because what did Evie say? I'm bringing the whole hood with me. But yes, that's it. I hope you guys continue to have a great rest of your week. Happy Valentine's Day. Stay blessed. Stay beautiful. And remember to laugh about it. Bye, y'all.